Hello, I'm Sky Stafford, and I play Amelia Earhart and other characters on Exoplanetary. I wanted to quickly take a little time to explain the format of tonight's episode. The story includes intense family situations and some pretty strong language. And since we have listeners in parts of the world where such content might be blocked, we're providing a version that would be appropriate for radio with the strong language bleeped out. You can find the uncensored version on our Patreon site, www.patreon.com exoplanetary. Patrons at any level get to download the episode without the bleeps, as well as other goodies. This month, we're adding another exo chat where Christopher talks to Furiel Elliot, who plays Alice Wolverton, and Marge, the one true queen of the forest. Remember, you get all that at any level of support. Check out patreon.com exoplanetary. If you can't support us financially, the best way to help the show is to please keep telling your friends about us and about what we're doing. The word is getting out, and that's thanks to you. For now, enjoy the show, and I'll be back to speak with you at the end. Bye for now! Exoplanetary, the adventures of the space-faring Wolverton family and their friends far in the future. Tonight's episode, Call the Midwife. It was in the 26th century that Stacy Curtis, a time-lost traveler from five centuries hence, found herself returned to the planet Earth, discovering the remaining humans in great disarray. After spending decades in a war between two worlds populated by arachnidians, a spider-like people, Stacy returned home to two societies, neither remarkably civilized. First, the warrior women of the forest, a group of Amazons given to infighting and petty squabbling. Second, the ruined cities justice dudes, given to superheroic deeds in the rubble that was once Portland. They were also prone to smoking and ingesting a particular plant that grew plentifully throughout the area. These two peoples, mutated into beings of great strength and abilities through natural selection, finally rediscovered each other and began having even stronger children. Seeing a vacuum, Stacy Curtis presented herself as a leader to these people and acted as a general in their effort to repel exoplanetary from the planet. The reward, she claimed, is to serve as president for life of the nation that emerged, Cascadia. Her dictatorship claims to rebuild human society, but leading a nation is a complicated task, and Stacy Curtis is feeling the strain. Pike. How old are you? 328, Madam President. Uh, Is that old for an arachnidian? Eh, middle-aged. I don't know how old I am, Pike. I think I'm in my 60s. I lost track. Of course, nothing ages you like war or the presidency. As your chief of staff, I should remind you when you're maudlin, ma'am. You're not old. You're mature. Hmm. Flattery. 
down to business and why I brought you out here to the coast. Of course, ma'am. What exactly brings us out to these fields? Now that Portland is rebuilding, we must set our eyes on other areas. This was once part of a town I lived in, Echo Bay. Do you know what golf is, Pike? No, ma'am. A human sport. You take a ball, hit it with a club, and you try to get into a faraway hole. You compete with your friends to get it into the hole with the fewest strokes of your club. Sounds interesting. (laughs) I used to not be that impressed either. I worked here, Pike, 500 years ago. Not for very long. I used to wonder what the hell all those boomers saw in it. They would traipse through these manicured fields and then come into the clubhouse for lunch. I couldn't see what they see. What is that, ma'am? They were relaxed. It gave them time to get fresh air and and a little bit of a walk and, and some recreation. Your first job will be to restore this golf course. This will be a retreat, you know, like Camp David. What's a Camp David, ma'am? She means to make this resort town her summer palace, my good spider. Copernicus. I'll leave you two to speak, ma'am. How did you know I was out here, you old wizard? Since I arrived in Cascadia, I've done my best to assist you in your efforts to build this country. And here I find you plotting your leisure. I'm tired. This job is bigger than I thought it would be. Since you rigged up that way for me to take blood transfusions from the warrior women, (laughs) I've been able to keep up to speed, but uh, I feel like I'm just prolonging the inevitable. The wizard's age... The passage of time is not the same for me as it is for you, Miss Curtis. But you're not the same as the people of this century. I was born over 500 years ago, and I feel it more every day. I will send several vials to your residence. Uh, Take two pills from each bottle every morning. Magic beans? (laughs) Vitamins. It's time we stop trying to turn you into one of those super beings and start treating you like a... An old woman? A normal human being with a need for good nutrition, rest... Rest? (laughs) They won't let me rest. These people are like children. They need everything done for them. You consider that they are like children because they've been treated as such their entire lives? Don't forget your place, Copernicus. You get to be here because I find you and your scientific knowledge useful. I haven't come here to quibble with you. I've assisted you and asked for little in return, other than being left alone to pursue my studies. Now, uh, something's coming to Portland. The event I traveled here to witness. Witness what? An event? Something astronomical? Uh, no. Uh, it won't endanger you. Unless you choose to involve yourself. Endanger me. Don't give in to your curiosity in this matter, Miss Curtis. You'll be much happier if you busy yourself elsewhere. My advice is to stay here and oversee the landscaping. I'll be glad to send over a lawnmower. I am the president. There's nothing 
and Cascadia that I shouldn't know. Very well. Don't say I didn't warn you. That's it? What's it? <laughs> You're just going to show up out of nowhere, give me a cryptic warning, and now you're walking back into the woods. Exactly. Portland is a hundred miles east. You expect me to believe you walked all this way. If it pleases you, Miss Curtis, imagine I rode a velocipede. Velocipede? Bicycle. Get back over here. Have a good afternoon. are. Now, without exact dates, it's difficult to say how close we are to when you left. Yes, this is the forest I know. It smells like summer. Let's be careful. I know we're looking for your people, but strange things happen in forests. Forests are quite normal, Cassandra. Maybe for you. I grew up on a giant spaceship filled with hundreds of families engaged in pure scientific research and diplomacy in my dimension. Diplomats? I remember that French diplomat in Washington. He was a fine dancer, but he only seemed interested in the Italian diplomat. People work for peace in many ways. According to Calvert's old device, we're coming close to your old campsite. Calvert! Don't mention that name in front of me! Well, we still need to find him, Marge. Something prevents me from returning to my own timeline, and dollars to donuts, Calvert's meddling is the cause. Calvert used to bring me donuts. I want donuts. <laughs> well, once we've found our way past our current situation, we can find Calvert. And donuts. Oh. You are a fine friend, Cassandra Wolverton. These last many months have been much easier with you at my side. You've been a good friend, too. I certainly feel safer with a warrior at my side. I thought you said we were near. Where is everyone? There's a clearing ahead. How could this be my camp? Have I been gone so long? Who goes there? My queen, I didn't recognize you in that cloak. Attend to me, Glenda the Good Warrior. What has happened to this camp? Where are my warriors? When you left on your travels with the softer man, you said you would be back in one month. But several months have passed and you were missing to even our finest trackers. Curse you, Calvert. Time traveling without taking proper notes is reckless. I should have risked coming earlier and jumping ahead. Now we're stuck. We joined the war to deflect the off-worlder, so we trusted General Stacy Curtis. She gave us work. But it wasn't as it seemed. Work? The warrior women of the forest don't work. We fight for glory! Yet I do understand the appeal of broader career opportunities. What sort of work are we talking about, Glenda? I doubt many of the warrior women of the forest have bachelor's degrees. We do on-the-job training. Some have defected to her side. She treats them well. 
others live in chains, forced to rebuild the city. And it's not just the warrior women. The Justice Dudes and the Arachnidians face the same dire choice. Obey or be enslaved. Enslaved? Enslaved? Careful, Marge. Remember your condition. Condition? What does she mean, my queen? My cloak conceals it. Help me with it, friends. My queen, you are great with child. Marge, I understand how you feel, but you are far too pregnant to be planning a war. I see your wheels turning. Now is not the time for battle. Now is always the time for battle. Glenda, fresh horses. We ride to the city. Yes, my queen. Will you listen to yourself? How on earth are you going to fight with most of your army in chains? With you about to have a baby. We came here just for that. Remember? Get the baby delivered and then bring the child to Calvert so that he can do right for both of us. Help care for the child and help me return to my proper time and place. Would you leave my people enslaved even one more day? You know me better than that. Of course we'll help but we need to do it with strategy. Strategy! That's my favorite. I bring horses, my queen. I've roused the others to help us do battle. Marge, you're in no condition to ride. What we need is a comfortable way to get you to the city. Comfort? Bah! I have no need for comfort. I'm wearing maternity armor. I'll ride to the city on a recce. Who knows the way best? Of the Justice Dudes, the one known as Beetle Dude. Excellent. You, me, and Beetle Dude. Marge, you stay here and rouse what people we have. There may be others taking refuge in the forest. Ride well, my friends. (laughs) Be still, my child. There is much to prepare before you are born. When I was young, Pike, I had a dream I'd move to Portland and find a life for myself. Well, better late than never. Information is coming in, Madam President. There are rumors of an arrival in the outskirts of the city. An arrival? Copernicus said, could it be? What sort of arrival, Pike? The so-called one true queen of the forest, ma'am. March. But but she went off with... I knew you'd want to know right away. That must be what the old wizard was saying. She left with Calvert Wolverton nearly a year ago. He must be with her. Orders, ma'am. Ready my personal squadron, I'll be in the armory. Portland? This earth. It 
so different from my timeline. Yeah, man, it's gnarly. We're coming up on the place where the enslaved workers are kept, man. Good grief. They've walled off Pioneer Courthouse Square. Turned it into a prison camp. There are several like this throughout the city. We've got our work cut out for us. That looks like some sort of flying vehicle. Beetle Dude, you any good at hot-wiring those? Totally, man. Excellent. <clears throat> you come with me, BD. Glenda, take the horses back to camp and tell them to expect us. Good luck, Cassandra! What's that noise? Up in the air. Could that... Could it be Cassandra back already with a way to convey me into the city? Hmm. Seems doubtful that Cassandra would bring armored guards with her. You! You there! Bring him to me. Him? Him who? And who do you think you are to address Marge, the one true queen of the forest, in this manner? I am the president for life of Cascadia, General Stacy Curtis. I am looking for the man you fled this forest with, Calvert Wolverton. A warrior never flees. And Calvert Wolverton abandoned me some time ago. An event you've experienced yourself, if I'm not mistaken. I don't believe you. Calvert must be here somewhere. Let me know where he is and I will let you live. In this forest, I am the one who dispenses life and death, Stacy Curtis. No, stand down, stand down. Your president commands you. I can handle my own fight. You claim to be president. A thief who fights for what she's stolen is still a thief. You're not what I imagined you to be. No wonder your warriors folded so quickly. A slur for which you will die! If you surrender peacefully, I will offer you the sister's oath that we will treat you and your people fairly. Justice is always my way. No chance. Drop your weapons down there. We surround you. But there's just us, man. And I'm not sure how to fire these weapons. They don't know that. Do they? Open the hatch. I'm going to take this trapeze thing down. Awesome. Well, good to see you all, good to see you all. Thank you for laying down those laser weapons, my armored friends. Let me just gather those up. Warriors, let's get some guards on these... guards. You should drop your sword too. Oh my goodness.
But I heard your name. I thought it must be a coincidence. But there's a Stacy Curtis in this timeline, too. In this timeline? What do you mean? So different. The Stacy I knew became a history professor at Lunar University. What became of you? A dictator. I liberated these people from Exoplanetary and I made myself their leader. But look at you. So bitter and angry. You're a million miles from the woman I knew. Calvert truly ruins everything. Calvert! Oh, I knew he was here. Where is he? Did he help you do this? <sighs> What's happened to her? You fool! Can't you tell you've been fighting an extremely pregnant woman? My child is coming. Call her. Call the mad midwife of the mountain! And so, with a blast of the great horn, the mad midwife of the mountain was called while a few of the remaining warrior women and justice dudes set up the maternity tent, Cassandra Wolverton held weapons trained upon the dictator and her underlings. The sadness was almost too much for Cassandra to bear, such as the peril of traveling sideways in time and space, jumping from one reality to another. Despite having adventured with Marge and seeing bits of this new timeline, Everything she encountered on this strange new earth made her homesick for the life that had been taken from her. For her part, Stacy Curtis sat quietly and schemed, watching attentively the chaotic ministrations to her former adversary, Marge, the one true queen of the forest. While she was alarmed that she'd nearly slain a pregnant woman, she was also shrewd enough to see that the confusion created by Marge's labor might be enough for her party to escape. The entire camp was distracted once again by the quiet arrival of what appeared to be a woman wearing an outfit made of buckskin and carrying a bag of ointments, poultices, and unguents. It could only be the mad midwife of the mountain. The mad midwife of the mountain, I presume? Well, it ain't the Easter Bunny. Did you start boiling water? Yes, just as soon as we called you. In that cauldron over the fire. Good, good. Can't deliver a f baby without f boiling water. So, they call you the mad midwife of the mountain because... Because I'm a midwife. Right. And I live on the mountain. Okay. And I'm furious. Nobody ever thinks to send me a horse. That is a long f walk. Didn't I advise you to stay out of this matter, Miss Curtis? Copernicus, you old devil. Help us out here. There's not much I can offer. A mere distraction. But when I step forth, run back to the city. Stop for nothing. But what will you do? As I told you before, I'm here to attend to the matter that brought me to Cascadia in the first place. What could you possibly want here? I'm here for the child. The child? My God. I'm stepping forth now. Go, while they're distracted. You there, bring over another bowl of water. You, fetch those linens. Wait. 
Who are you? You look familiar somehow. I am known as Copernicus. Stand aside. Let me in the tent. What? No. Back off. Let me pass. This is too important. Back off. Now, this is a magnetic ram. I doubt you know what this is, but it's a defensive weapon that will throw you extremely far. I'm not without defense. Hand lightning? That's a bit old hat. When you hail from my dimension, Ms. Wolverton, you develop an appreciation for the classics. about, like you're breathing. Do it with me. No! No, you have to tell me what's happening! Whatever it is, it's none of your business. How do you like that? I do not like it at all! Hey, how the f*** do you like that? You're crowning! Please do not swear in front of my child! Yeah, yeah, I'll get right on that. Do not be sarcastic with me! I brought my sword! <laughs> Keep running. We're near the city. Pike! Pike, where are you? Madam President, where are you? Near the city. Send a chair to pick us up. Turn back, ma'am. Turn back. What? Why? There's an uprising in the southeast sectors. Prisoners everywhere. Everywhere. P Pike! Pike, come in! Pike! My God! Oh, my God! Here they come! Onward, warriors! Ha! Onward to your queen! Ha! What do you mean, from your dimension? You're not the only one here stranded from your place of origin. White flag! I hope this means what it means in your dimension. Did you carry a handkerchief? It means a truce for us to set aside our differences and talk. Uh, of course. I was just impressed that it was clean. Mine always have... well, uh, never mind. Did you travel to this place in time from another dimension? Traveled is putting it strongly. I was banished here by a rival of mine. I was pulled off course by the time meddling of a dimensional counterpart. You don't say. Why are you trying to get into the tent? This woman's child is critical to the future of humankind. I fear that Stacy Curtis will destroy the child once she learns who's the father. Calvert Wolverton. She's obsessed. The man abandoned her on a strange world and became embroiled in conflict. How do you know the child is essential to the future? In my dimension, I traveled time and space for decades. A traveler develops the sight. Or at least they do on my world. I believe that many of the physical laws differ from dimension to dimension. Then why did you attack me? Uh, I was somewhat zealous. 
I honestly only want the best for the child. I don't entirely believe you, Mr. Copernicus. If I wanted to harm the child, why would I have tried to get into the tent? Why not simply use my considerable powers to destroy the tent from afar? I could do such a thing, you know. Why attack me at all? The child will save us all someday. He may even return us to our home dimensions in time. If you haven't seen it before now, you will, and soon. I still don't believe you. Some of that might be true, but you're not telling me everything. Would you tell someone you just met everything about the future? Keep watch out here while I look in on the progress. Of course. Your humble servant. What was all that f***ing noise outside? Cassandra, the child is born. Do you see how beautiful he is? Yes. Oh my. I wasn't prepared for how I might feel. I was thinking, though he appears to be a boy, he might prove to be a warrior woman like me. Don't you think? I suppose so. Our experiences reveal many things. Time will tell. Oh, child of mine. The universe of discoveries that await you. I've never known a love like this, Cassandra. It appears to be mutual. I'm very happy for you both. Yes, I would say that it's just about time. In three, two, one. Will you need me for the blessing ceremony? Blessing ceremony? Oh, it's a tradition of the forest. We anoint the child with the first dew of the morning and ask for the blessing of the great tree. And I name the child's protectors, those who will help me raise him. Like godparents? Yes, something like that. Cassandra, you must be one of the protectors. Please, please, please. I'd be honored. This is the happiest day of my life. Where? Where did he go? He was right here in my arms! My child! He's gone! He's gone! Worry not, my queen. He is here, safe and sound. Copernicus? The wizard? Why do you have my child, wizard? Speak quickly. I am not so exhausted I can't rise and cut your throat. The child has powers. Your frequent time travel has informed his abilities. Being an infant, he has no control over them yet. He will learn them and become a great liberator. Powers? So soon? You were no f***ing different. When I delivered you, you were climbing trees by the end of the week. Cassandra, is this possible? I could investigate, do some scans, but he may be right. I am, my queen, and with his swift rescue, I pledge myself to you and your family. I shall be the one who teaches the child to master his abilities. No, Cassandra can do that. Ms. Wolverton's powers and knowledge are considerable, but she requires a device to travel through time. Like the child, my abilities are inborn. She will not be able to sense the child is about to move into the ether as quickly as I am. Only I can teach the child. I could learn. This would require means and time you simply do not have. Besides, 
You intend to drag the worthless Calvert Wolverton back here to face his responsibilities, or am I mistaken? I do not trust you, wizard. Not with my child. I swear on your sword, my life for yours, my queen. The old wizard, Copernicus, was cagey. He knew exactly how to get what he wanted from Marge. Swearing allegiance was a matter of honor for the warrior women of the forest. She could not reject his pledge out of hand, even though he had been working for Stacy Curtis just the day before. Making matters worse, the child disappeared three more times before the blessing ceremony, and, good to his word, Copernicus brought him back each time, still swaddled and cooing, happy as anything. I studied the child. His powers were genuine. It seemed that Marge and I had to take Copernicus at his word. This Copernicus vexes me, Cassandra. I understand. But he seems to be honest enough. We both know that's not enough. After the blessing, you will venture into time and space and find Calvert. We can discover the wizard's real motives and perhaps send him back to his home. I don't like leaving him here. I should stay. My friend... The fact that you are willing to do that tells me what a great ally I have in you. But you could be sacrificing your path home to your own place and time. No, this is the way it must be. We must tolerate Copernicus for now, and you must find Calvert. I will. I promise it. Now let us go. We must not be late for the blessing. Marge, the one true queen of the forest, do you invoke the blessing of the great tree for this newborn child? I do. If you have selected protectors for the child, they should step forward underneath the canopy of the great tree and name themselves. I, Cassandra, name myself protector for this child. I, Copernicus, name myself protector for this child. You, Marge, approve of these protectors as parent to this child? I do. Do you, protectors, swear to aid Marge in the raising of this child, to educate, defend, and love this child until the day you die? We do. We do. Marge, the one true queen of the forest, in this blessing do you name this child, as is your right as parent, to identify the child until such a day as they name themselves? I name this child David. After a rock star I met in the 20th century, he takes his surname from his father, my estranged consort. Hereafter, this child is named David Wolverton. May the great tree guide and sustain you, child David, on your journey through your life. So be it. Is uh, there a reception? Final. There is. I hope you like venison. Don't worry, little David. I'll find your father. There's nowhere in time or space he can hide from me.
You have been listening to Exoplanetary, Call the Midwife, written by C. Christopher Hart, performed by Winnie Hugh as Cassandra Wolverton, Furiel Elliott as Marge, the one true queen of the forest, Katina Andoniades as President Stacy Curtis, Bruce Miles as Copernicus, Sky Stafford as the Mad Midwife of the Mountain, and Glenda the Good Warrior, Clem Hargreaves as Pike, Connor Hearn as Beetle Dude, Ash Freeman. Script Consultant. Produced by C. Christopher Hart. Music provided by Jacob Jansen. Sound effects by Danger Marshall. This play, the characters, situations, and associated intellectual property copyright 2021 by C. Christopher Hart, all rights reserved. Recorded remotely and at the Willamette Radio Workshop in sunny Portland, Oregon. So, did you enjoy the episode? We'd love to hear from you. You can find Exoplanetary on social media. We're on Facebook at Exoplanetary Media, on Instagram at Exoplanetary, and on Twitter at Exoplanetary Pod. Come on and say hello! And if you're one of the people telling your friends about Exo, please let us know. You can also email us at exoplanetarymail at gmail.com. We'll see you next time, and as Amelia Earhart says, Keep them flying, folks! Mm-hmm.